I'm Rona. And I'm Chloe, and we are longtime besties here to give you our unfiltered opinion on all things womanly. From body health and image to relationships and sex, we want to talk about it all, even when society tells us not to. Okay, guys, welcome back to episode four of the Wild and Womanly podcast. We're on episode four already. Yeah, episode four. Oh my four. god, it's gone quick, hasn't it? And we've got a special guest tonight. Chloe, do you want to introduce our special guest? It's GBE, George Bell. Yay! <laughs> She's on the pod. Thanks for having me, guys. You are so welcome. Um, do you want to just do a quick, how do we know Georgia? Um, she tagged along to the friendship, and I'm joking. Bro, I did not tag along. <laughs> I'm she joking. She joins my work, and then goes, do you know what? You'd like my friends. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll give it a go. I'm not sure, but... Yeah. That was terrifying, though. What, meeting was my it? friends for the first time? Yeah, because well, we were all going to go out together, and she's oh, like, yeah. got this whole new outfit and everything, it's just me and her, and then you turn up. Amrita stands up, everyone. And Wait, when like, was the first time you guys met each other? Yeah, when we went out, when we tried to get into that club. You were in wearing a red. Wait, that was the first piece. time you met? Yeah. Oh. That was a wild night, to be fair. Yeah. What, yes. the night we went to Tiger Tiger? Wow. No, the night we didn't get into. Yeah, well. Well, we didn't get into was that club. That the because... night I threw up onto my driving license. Yeah. Do you remember we was outside a really nice restaurant? <laughs> And she, we had to get out of no, the Uber. But I didn't know that. I'd thrown up. And then you were like, oh, it's your driving license. You know so I what? just kind of wiped it on the plant pot and was like, yeah. that back in my bag. Me and Josh were driving past Harrods the other day. And I was like, oh my God, this just reminds me of when Ams literally just... <laughs> She had a bottle of wine. We were in standstill traffic. She had an empty bottle of wine. She just reaches no. out of the window and just smashes it. Yeah, one of us gave it to her. No, one of us were like, oh, we've got this empty bottle and arms went, don't worry, I'll get rid of it. Open she was in the front with the, the Uber, Uber driver. was like, what was that? And we were like, I don't know, maybe we hear something. Like, <laughs> the Uber driver just gave her the dirtiest Because <laughs> we were stuck at traffic lights so there was people waiting to cross the road and it was yeah. really awkward. <laughs> and we were stuck in standstill traffic and then everyone in like Kensington High or wherever it is is just looking at us. For those of you who don't know already, Wild and Wembley is a female empowering art brand created by me, Brona Genovese, with the aim to help women finally become comfortable in their own skin, whilst also breaking down taboos surrounding the female body. I create vibrant abstract nude art, from originals to commissions to prints and accessories. Wild and Womanly is here to help celebrate you. If you'd like to check out my work or you fancy getting commission of your beautiful body, please visit wildandwomanly.com or follow us on Instagram at wildandwomanly. That's wild with a Y and womanly with an I. Thank you. So this episode, I want to talk about something that Georgia has done personally that I think a lot of our listeners would be interested in or could relate to or would want to know more about. And Georgia has kindly said that she'll come and talk about it. Um, So it was this year, wasn't it? Yep. So this year, Georgia had breast reduction surgery. Woo! (laughs) Get them titties out. So what size did you go from to... So I was a 34 double G mm-hmm. and I am now a 32 D. Wow. That's quite a big jump. Yeah. My That's back okay. is just bliss. <laughs> is it so much better? So much like, better. Really? Like, instantly better. Better. Which yeah. part? Um, I realised we didn't try our drinks. 
Yeah, I've so already had a go. I'm not going to lie. Cause... You already had a go? Yeah, I couldn't help it. I just, it was you natural just told instinct. Not to no, I know. She it then was gave natural me a look instinct. and I thought she'd spilt it. And now I've realised I think it's to do with the drink. And now I'm terrified. To <laughs> I drink sipped it. it. And then I looked at Georgia like, I just told you off for <laughs> sipping yours. And now I'm sipping mine. Okay, so I brought the drinks today. And it's meant to be a frozen passion fruit martini from Aldi. Mine has a lump of ice in it. <laughs> well, I put it in the freezer. And then as I was getting them out Chloe told me you're meant to get them out half an hour before you drink them so I poured boiling water on them find the alcoholic over here then mine looks like it looks like piss okay so what we normally do Georgia is we rate it out of 10 okay don't be too harsh okay okay poor Aldi see I would say it's a solid 10 because I just love passion fruit martini it's quite strong though it just tastes like sugar that's like a four like syrup yeah. Okay, I'd okay. It's not a ten. Maybe a seven. I would say a solid seven. Could do with a little bit more alcohol in it and another flavour. It could do with a passion fruit in it. Mm, what happened to the passion fruit. fruits? I just throw them away. <laughs> okay, well, well, I won't be getting that one again. Although I tried the strawberry right? in the fridge and freezer and get it out half an hour before, and maybe that would be nicer because I think yeah. it is meant to be slush rather than yeah. Okay, here's the question with um, when you buy cocktail mixtures mm-hmm. and it says alcohol are we assuming it has vodka in it or assuming it has rum in it or are we just saying it has some sort of alcohol in it i'm when you read the back assuming of it, that it's just the alcohol that's meant to be in it but i never checked to be honest it always just says what alcohol. does it just say alcohol yeah in the ingredients yeah what? it must say rum surely or like for surely vodka. Have to say. if you buy the cheap stuff from certain supermarkets oh i should check that sometimes yeah. it just says alcohol Wow. It's like or nail like, varnish or remover or like, in our drink. Or like a vodka-type <laughs> alcohol, and you're like, okay. Pure ethanol is in our... <laughs> That's made me think of life so differently. Oh, sorry. Just let Lovely. you down on that one. Wow. Right. So, Georgia, I thought we'd start with talking right at the beginning, like, what made you want to have the surgery? I would say, very vain, purely based on look. And there are certain things that women with big boobs not can't wear, it's that we don't really wear, we, we refrain mm-hmm. from wearing, like a button-up shirt or like those little corset tops that are really nice and in style at the moment. Or, I don't know, just like little the little bralettes you can get from Primark, which I absolutely, I adored them before, I adore them afterwards. But seeing them on my body and seeing them on somebody else, some random person that's walking down the street, I'm like, it makes you feel like your boobs are by your knees or that like it makes you it makes you feel fat even when you're not and that's the thing my partner kept saying to me like you're not fat you're not fat and I go, it doesn't matter I'm going out to this club or we're going out with your friends my jeans fit my shoes fit like my coat fits everything fits but then I'm trying to squeeze them into some kind of top that fitted last year or the year before I'm not about to buy a whole new wardrobe based off of something that I absolutely hate. And obviously my partner, people love boobs. Like, my partner loves them. He loved them then, he loves them now. But that topped with the fact that it was bringing down my mental health because of, like, not being able to fit in the clothes and not being able to go out wearing a T-shirt and and feeling like just a normal person feeling like I can't run for the bus because someone's going to be like, Jesus Christ, she's going to knock herself out. She's going to give herself two black eyes as she's running. (laughs) 
Like, so is it how other people perceived you? Is that what you worried about, or is it more internally? That's what got me eventually. Is that that's what sent me over the edge, like very dramatic. But the backache's always been there. The everything's always been there. Like I would get this. I used to get this random rib pain underneath where, um, the bigger you guys won't know this because you're not on my wavelength. <laughs> but the bigger you are, the more weight your boobs have. And the more weight they have, the more likely that from the nipple downwards, you just crush all your nerves. So you can't feel anything underneath there. So, and I can't, I can't feel anything now. But you cannot feel a single thing. So then when you're working out in the gym, you're doing whatever, you just feel like you've just got this huge weight on your chest. And it's noticeable to you, it's cool, it's whatever. But you'll be looking back at photos or... I was out with my cousin and someone messaged her on her Instagram to be like, who is that girl that you're with? She's got boobs bigger than your head. I want to know her. And a like, boy? Or yeah. That, oh. and, like, and that's the thing. You're like, I'm Get over yourself. Literally, I'm just, I'm in a photo and you can probably see the top of my cage. This is like very... So really it's like very sexualised yeah, as well when, on a man's perspective. It's like everyone's just constantly making a comment on them. Like that's the thing. It just gets to you after a while. Where you go, I don't know what I'm going to do. If I don't get the thing is though, when I first met Georgia, I probably had small boobs. I can't mm. really remember. Um, and yeah, I probably had small boobs when I met Georgia. Um, and I remember always being like, "I want, I want your size boobs." Like whenever we'd go out and stuff. Yeah. But then now that I have bigger boobs, I see what you mean with certain clothes that you wear. I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't have a small belly. My belly's fucking huge. But it's it's a case of like, if you want to wear something oversized it will like especially if you are like slimmer yeah you like it, it makes you look so much bigger because it just like comes out yeah society and has made these clothes for a body that doesn't exist yeah. and you have to go and pay for but then you have pretty little thing you have boohoo you've got like even zara who are stick thin models mm. they still have like the little cups and stuff in their clothes and it's just shoving down your throat the whole time you don't fit in this mm. yeah and there's nothing built for you. Because they're not made for small boobs. And they're not made for natural big boobs. Yeah. So they're made in the middle. Which yeah. is some sort of fake Yeah, boob. so someone yeah. that's probably a size 6. That has decent yeah. size boobs. And has no bum as well. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Obviously, if you actually exist and you, you look like that. I'm very jealous already. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. I hate you. <laughs> I wish I could look like But that. then we even said, like, when the first time we saw you. Like, not that it was like a bad thing or anything you were never big before for example but we said like it makes you look like you've lost so much weight mm. just from because i think you like the first time we saw you was wearing like a shirt which actually probably the same shirt. <laughs> yeah That's but recycle. like <laughs> your whole body was different your shoulders yeah were different. yeah yeah like just like, the way you stood yeah. was so much different mm. you were like springing in yeah <laughs> and you could just tell that you're so much happier as well like yeah. in your like more body confident definitely well, i used to... when did you start growing like big boobs did you have big boobs in school I don't know. I know some people are like early bloomers, aren't they? Yeah. And like yeah. get big boobs in I like I think school. I probably was a B by the time I went into year seven. Oh, mm -hmm. that's quite big. Yeah. yeah. So Maybe. you wore a bra in primary school? Yeah. But then I also did start wearing a bra in primary school because my best friend at the time started wearing a bra. So oh. I couldn't just like, you know, let her get away with that. I had those little, do you remember Tammy? Oh my God. Yeah. Little sports bras. When I was in year seven, I remember I went and got my boobs measured. Never been able to fit in them. Never. 
Ever. I, I was never a sports bra, a little like bra. I can't remember what thing. they're called, yeah. Why are they called training bra? Yeah. Never. I probably was when I was like five. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I went in year seven I went to La Senza in Kingston oh, and got my, boobs, got my boobs <laughs> measured with my mum and then can we talk about this actually because this is I feel like something this is something that girls don't get done enough is I got my boobs measured when I was in year seven mm. and they told me I was a 36c and I never got my boobs measured until like last year no I've never had how often done would you get your boobs like measured yeah, yeah. How, I mean, I guess obviously you've had like no, surgery done see, and stuff. This is but the thing is, mine are still going to be changing sizes for the next eighteen months. Yeah. So this is still not necessarily the size I'm going to be, because the scar tissue needs to break down, like the scars need to fade and do whatever. But I think I probably have had my boobs measured twice in my life, and then yeah. I've done it at home. And I'd always thought I was thirty-two. I was always a thirty-two, and then when I put on weight, it's a thirty-four, maybe thirty-six. But I remember getting my boobs measured in Rue Avenue, maybe in 2018, and they told me I was a 30. I was like, I'm not. There's no way. Are you like, there's no way. Yeah. Mm. My back hasn't changed that much size. And if it was like I was a 30G, it was like, no way. Mm. But then I did fit into that stuff. But then if I went to, what's it called now? Ann Summers? Yeah, Ann Summers. It was like, I was thinking Blue Avenue and La because oh. they were in the same places in Kingston. Um, but I went to Anne Summers, an entirely different size. So is it just, is it one of those things where if I shop in River Island and New Look, I'm two different sizes? Oh, it depends yeah. on if where I, you're yeah, getting. If I shop in Anne Summers and New Look, I'm two different sizes. Yeah. Do I need to be measured in both shops? Or an independent, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's hard. So when you decided to have your boobs done, what was like the next steps? The next steps was. I basically just fired off a bunch of emails and lots of like make an inquiry to all these different people. Just um, online. That you just found. online. Uh, my mum ended up getting involved because she was like, uh, she tried to put me in the direction of like Booper, um, the one like and the one at Saint Peter's. Yeah. Um, but they only did surgery like once a month, so then every time they did surgery, the doctors were in, so then they could schedule you in to have a little consultation. Um, they wouldn't do it over the phone. It had to be in person. But you had to pay £150 to mm-hmm. go there and have the consultation. But that was taken off of your surgery if you okay. went through with it. Right. And that's what most places do is that they, they charge for it, but it gets taken off when you do your surgery. Um, so I had a conversation with them. And it was fine. But there was no... Not sense of urgency. I'm not trying to say that like I wanted it done there and then. But it was like... They were like, oh, well... But if it's only hurting your back a little bit or it's only affecting your mental health a little bit and I'm like I'm never going to tell you that I refused to go out one day and just cried yeah. myself to sleep because I could not fit into anything but that was not my defining moment of me getting it done and it's not then they're probably that's not never happened since so it's like how you're trying to explain to someone going I just give me a bunch of dates that you have and let me think about it because after I spoke to a few other people, um, which I ended up wearing Harley Medical, and they were amazing. But every single procedure was exactly the same. So everyone just explained it the exact same way. There was no difference. It was ended up just purely being based on the doctor and where I was getting it done. So is it like who made you feel most yeah, comfortable? Yeah, and, and Harley Medical, it's it was long. Like, they have a... 
a clinic in Watford and I'd never been to Watford until until this year. And every time I went, it was like different blood tests, different like, like an MRSA swab, a COVID test, everything. You're, you're basically signing away your whole life, like everything, anything that could go wrong, sign this, sign this, sign this. But the guy that ended up doing my surgery, I met him when I went for my official consultation in Harley Street. And they warned me that he was going to be really cold and really like very just straightforward. Nothing prepared me for the fact that he just was like kind of like grunted at me. I, mean, I brought my partner with me because I was like, I want to do this on my own. Please come yeah. with me. And he was like, so what do you want done? I was like, oh, well, uh, uh, I want to do breast reduction. He's like, okay, go and take your top off and take your bra off and go behind that screen and let me have a look. And then you were like, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's just I'm get just the baps out. Okay. So I was like, let me, let me get to know yeah. you first. <laughs> Whipped it, it off. He stands in front of me and goes, I can work with that. You go, what? How what did you I need to look like to not work with that? Surely this yeah. is like, this is something you do every yeah. day. And he's like, he's, he's just taking them in his hand. He's like mm. pushing them up, doing whatever. And he's like, no, you've got a good amount of skin here. This is, this is a good amount of fat. Yeah, we can do this. What size do you want to be? I was like, oh, a D, maybe a double D, but more on the side of a D. Because in my head, I'm like, I might, I might have babies, I might get pregnant, they're probably going to grow, and that's yeah. fine. But if they're smaller, then that's less of a chance to grow yeah. to another size. And he's like, a D is about a handful. And honestly, I'm looking at like mine, and I'm like, <laughs> Okay. Well, depends I how big your hand is. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I can't work that one out. Thanks. <laughs> but I'm like, okay. And he's like, you sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Okay. And then he's like... Because um, I guess it's not like implants where they make you feel the difference. That's what I was like, of, yeah. literally... You have to just imagine it. Game. Yeah. It's, you have to... I mean, if I'd gone in there They need like, like a showroom know. of girls with different sized views where you can just go... <laughs> well, this, like... this is the thing. Is he just like... <laughs> Every man's dream. He gets his iPad out and he's like showing me all these like... Girl, well, obviously not girls. Well, they are, but like not their faces or anything. It's just boobs. It's just boobs on an oh, iPad. Oh, okay. It's so like, you do get a trial. This is before. This is after. This is before. And I'm like, oh, they look good. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So how was the experience of him like touching the boobs and was it uncomfortable? Because you it's, literally just met this. Well, this man. is the thing. It's like because it's in a complete medical sense. It's yeah. like if you yeah. go to the doctors. I'm I'm the exact same though. Like if I'm in a medical sense, you can do whatever you want with me. Yeah. It sounds really bad. <laughs> Like, like smear tests and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know that he's no, not going to go home and be like, yeah. well, let, let me just fantasise yeah. about the random boobs I saw today. Because he's yeah. probably seen about seven other people. Exactly, before, that's the way I think about yeah. it. <laughs> like, what happens? Procedure, like, going in is terrifying because it's after after COVID. Like, before yeah. that, apparently, you could have your partners in the room. They could stay overnight and do whatever because you get your own private yeah. hospital room. No one's allowed to stay. So I had to get dropped off in the morning. Can they even come into the No, oh, so they, wow. can go, they can come into reception, but yeah. like I had to then go all the way through the hospital with just some random nurse I've just met, signing all these forms. She's like, are you allergic to anything? Have you got this? And at the time, they'd said that they were going to do me as a day case. And he came in, the doctor came in, and he went, oh, you're not going to be a day case. Oh, great. So you need to have oh, drains wow. fitted. And I knew that was a possibility as well. And I was like, oh... 
in my head I was like, I haven't brought a toothbrush. <laughs> like, <laughs> the only problems. thing I could think of was that I hadn't brought a toothbrush with me. Had you got clothes with you or anything? Yeah, I'd, I'd packed like right. a shirt and like clean pair of underwear because you never know what's going to happen to you when you're so angry. <laughs> I have no idea. So I was like, I don't have a toothbrush. And I don't know why I was like panicking so much because it didn't fucking matter. Like, I'm sure that they had a spare toothbrush somewhere if I'd have asked for it. I didn't because I was I mean, you pay enough money. You hope yeah, you can pay 25p for a toothbrush. Exactly. And when he came in, he's like, how are you feeling? I was like, terrified. He's like, oh, it's going to be over so quickly. And then he's looking at the notes. He's like, so you're going to be in there for about two and a half hours. We're going to do this, this, this. And I'm just like, how do you know that? He said, well, based on your size and based on how small you are, you're going to come around from anaesthetic really, really quickly. Mm. And it will take two and a half hours for me to reconstruct and do whatever. Then, like, I thought it would be a lot longer than that. I don't know why. That no, it's really short. Apparently, yeah. I think I only took about an hour and 45 or two hours, something like that. He's oh. had 30 years of experience. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but, so where do they actually cut? So they cut underneath. Yeah, that's what I would expect. So two lines under here. And then two lines down from the yeah. nipple. And that's your only incisions on the boobs. And then... I'm just they... looking at her boobs while I'm doing this. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> please that's do what it. they're there for. Eight and a half grand for them. <laughs> yeah. And then they cut all the way around the nipple. Yeah. And then they flip the nipple forward. And okay, then they yeah. do everything. And they take it out, take the fat out. And then they fit these drains. Which all I can compare them to is two Oasis bottles hanging off the side of me oh my god so it's like a that clear big. tube yeah it's a clear tube that gets end up fitted yeah. underneath my boob and to the side stitched into my skin bear in mind and then these two oasis bottles hanging off the side of me so oh what's in them well that's anything that comes out any fluid that comes out any infection anything just mm. falls into that did you see them yeah Oh no, that would freak me Oh, out. so they're still on well, you. They're, they're stitched onto you until you're discharged. A two discharged? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got like little, like, there. Like the oh little dots God. where... So you're fully asleep for the process, yeah, right? Completely. So you wouldn't have known about them then. It's no, just afterwards like, that you know me, about like, them. It's a possibility you're going to have drains fitted. And I was like, cool, fine. I didn't... I don't know why I didn't think that they'd still be there. But obviously, like, when I woke up... I woke up and I threw up straight away. Like, yeah. the cocktail of drugs they had me on, I just could not stop. I was like, sleeping, wake up, be sick. Sleeping, wake up, be sick. Oh, that's fucked up. By yourself was, as well. Yeah, and I'm trying to call people to let them know that I'm out of surgery yeah. as well. And every call I'm having, like, it's not connecting properly. So then I'm like, hello? I'm out of, I'm out of surgery. And you're like, I'm going to be sick on the phone. And my mum's like, oh... Let's do FaceTime. And I'm like white. Yeah. Like, literally, I'm like like a sheet. And I'm like I'm trying not to look at the screen as well because it's making me feel ill. And I'm like, yeah, I feel great. I feel fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, can I talk to you later? And she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Call my partner. He's also like, oh, you don't look good. <laughs> I feel good. Have you eaten anything? No. I've got the nurse coming in. Maybe have a peppermint tea. I had like a sniff of it. Sick. Just constantly being sick. And I'm also bed bound in a way that like they put you up with like so many pillows behind you. So you are just sat upright the whole time. Oh, so even when you sleep. Yeah. She's like, don't move. Don't, don't move. And I'm like, I'm all bandaged up, everything. And then you get this overwhelming urge. I'm like, but I need a wee. No. And I'm like, I don't know how to get up. I've got no strength in me to bring my body up. 
and she's like, oh, well, let's take the bottles. Well, she's like holding the bottles behind me <laughs> on the way to the toilet. She's like, I'll just pop them down Oh, next I would have thought they would just like... Let you pee. Not let you pee the bed, but I swear when you... A bed pan, is it? Yeah, like something like that. Well, I'm not going to lie, like moving me was excruciatingly painful because mm. they then stopped giving me all the painkillers because I kept being sick. Mm. So like, if you need them, yeah. you need to let us know because we'll give it to you. But for right now, you just like I literally I came out of surgery I think at six o'clock in the evening, and did not stop being sick until about half eleven at night. Did they tell you that could happen? Well, no. <laughs> otherwise I'd, I'd be quite worried. Otherwise I'd brought a toothbrush. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> that yeah. would have been a possibility. Yeah, that's quite strange actually. They didn't tell you tell this you before that could you happen. Because I'd be panicking. Yeah, I yeah think, but then but also they say, do you have any allergies? Have you any? Have you ever had any reactions to anything? And I'm like, know. no. Yeah. Clearly, I'd never had the super strong cocodamol that I'd never had yeah. before. So, so how long were you in the hospital for then? Until the next day. Oh, so not very long. No, like because I wanted to be discharged as well. Yeah. I, was like, I wanted to go home because I did. I had it done on a Saturday and then was discharged on Sunday. So then I was back at work on Monday. And yeah, but the the drains thing, I have to go back to it yeah. just because when I was being discharged, she's like, right, let's get the drains out of you. She takes like a, a full on razor blade and she <gasps> cuts it each time because they're not they're not the dissolvable strips or anything so cuts it and then pulls the thread out and then she's Puts like attached then, to your skin and then she's like deep breath and then pulls the tube out from underneath my okay boob. i think anyone wanting to have breast reduction surgery it's, is gonna be that <laughs> was the most painful bit even oh, though wait. all the recovery those drains coming out was the most painful thing do they then stitch you up afterwards? Like, after the drains have come out? No, because so like it just, it just like scabs over. Stitches. So you just get, you put, like, a bandage over it and it will just scab over. Oh. Yeah. Mm. And, like, when I first got it done, I cried because, it obviously, I went from being so big and where my chest had swollen, it looked like that I was an A-cup. Yeah, and I was I really regretted it. I was like, oh my god, he's taken too much. Like, so where do you swell? Like in your chest as well? Like, I didn't have a cleavage. It just it goes out. Yeah, it literally puffs all. So you just have like nipples. Pretty much, like it's like a like a tiny mound and some nipple, but it was all bandaged up still at that point, so I couldn't see anything. So it's just there's no cleavage, there's no nothing, and you're bloating so much from like having all the anaesthetic. So you just you're just like a little rotund baby. Like, that's it. And I was like, oh, fucked it. And I didn't know how to, like, tell my father. I didn't know how to, like, say to my parents that, like, I really regretted it. They always say that about surgery. Like, if you yeah. have your nose done or your... Like, that's why you're not, you're not meant to take your bandage off, are you? Like, yeah. yeah. I just don't do it. Just trust Because the at this point, I was going, oh, my God, I, I can't believe I've done this. And then I don't even know when the swelling started to go down or when my boobs started to feel normal. But then... I think I might have put on like a bikini top or something and I was like oh my god <laughs> it doesn't hurt my neck and they look amazing so how long does it take to fully recover 18 months okay hmm. so how long has it been now I had it done on the 18th of June oh so it's not been that long no. but they still look so good considering yeah they do they're very perky in. yeah so how will they change from now um they might actually go a little bit smaller because oh, okay. they might still be swollen the inside still might be swollen um do they hurt anymore 
at all? No, not really. There are times that like it twinges underneath, but that's where I'm trying to like massage and you're supposed to like pinch the scars to break down the scar tissue. So it's like right. you, you kind of feel uncomfortable when you do it. If you were to fall pregnant between now and them 18 months, what would happen? I have no idea. I've also thought okay. about this. I have no clue. Right. Because they normally get bigger, right? Yeah. And obviously, because you haven't had, like, implants fitted or anything like that, I guess they're still just, like, normal boobs, right? So they could still grow yeah. back to their normal size eventually. That's, that's is that exactly, the case? Yeah. But I have, I have no idea. But this is exactly why I said to my partner. Do you like, still have sensation in your nipple? Nipples? You've got I... designer nipples. We haven't spoken about the nipples. Oh, yeah. I never did. Nipples. So, because my boobs are so big, I never... I probably did at some point, but... I lost all sensation in my nipples anyway. And the wildest thing is that I have it now. And oh. that weirds me out because I will just like brush past my boob and I'm like... You can feel it. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I just did that to myself. But this side, like my right side, has all sensation and my left side is like... You know when you like you sit on your hand and it goes a little bit numb? Mm. That's kind of what it feels like. Like you can feel it but you can't feel it. Right. It's very odd. That's tr that's so good that they can flip the nipples yeah. when they're doing surgery, sew them back on, and you can still. Maybe yeah, they didn't sensation. sew yours back on, right? No, they did. The oh, they did. It's like so they flip out your entire nipple, and so obviously my okay, for context and for everybody here, my nipples are about now about that size. They were about that big. Right. Okay. <laughs> How's that? about that big so that is flipped out and then they sew it underneath the skin so the right. rest of my nipple is underneath there it's in my boob and it's supposed to be so that if you did want to breastfeed you've got more of a chance because all of your right. nerves are still there everything was still attached milk ducts yeah because that's what i was going to ask can you breastfeed or is it you just don't know no until idea. you do it i mean no one knows yeah. until you do it is there any advice you give to people who are looking to get it do done do it do it do it like, there are so many payment plans out there as well that I nearly did use a payment plan and then I thought, you know what, I'm never going to do this unless I pay for it. And I, I have yeah. the means to pay for it. I paid mm. for it. And as soon as you pay for it, that's when all the doubts and everything sets in. So if you get it on finance, I feel like you're more likely to chicken out. Yeah. But just do it. Yeah. Because I feel insane and I've gone through I've got a little outfit folder on my phone now where I just put clothes on like in the middle of the day I'll be like oh, I'm just gonna go upstairs for a week let me just try those trousers on let me just put those trousers on with this top or this and this and then you feel so much more yeah confident. and you just take all the photos and you go I just feel and look 10 times better or I feel and look 10 times better than what I did I'm sure I'm pretty sure like even like people in my family would be like have you lost weight they would not clock if I, unless i told them yeah i saw my brother actually this weekend and he went oh you've lost weight i was like got my boobs chopped off <laughs> did he not know and he was like what happened i was like was it an accident like <laughs> did he not joint? know yes yeah, so no, he didn't, didn't know. know no one told him Oh, so I guess why would you? That would yeah, be yeah i guess why so does you want to know about your boobs before you had it done just i told your my mum and I told my partner, obviously, yeah. who dropped me off. Um, I just, I think I told one of my friends, like, straight off the bat when I'd got it booked in and done whatever, because I'd just gone on holiday with her. 
and then everybody else I like slowly let know. Yeah, I feel I like you told me. I was trying to test the waters to see what people would say because I, I feel like all of you guys knew that I wasn't the biggest fan of my boobs, but I never know what anyone's going to say because I've had not backlash, but I've had people that make comments about them. So I was like, I didn't know if anyone was going to be like, oh, why are you doing that? Like, they're great as they are. Like, I wanted yeah. everyone to be on my side. Yeah. That, that was my problem. It's like, I wasn't ready to hear someone criticise it. Mm. So I just was letting people know. Like, almost like every week I'd tell a different person and be like, I'm just, just letting you know, I'm going to get this done. Like, for you, you were like, oh, you've, you've made the decision to, to have a boob job and now you're getting it done. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, you, we, last time we saw you, before you had it done, you were like, I'm thinking of getting my boobs done, but I might wait until I have kids. And then literally, like, a few weeks later, you are like, yeah, I'm booked in to have my boobs done. I was like, what? Yeah. You yeah. made the decision so quickly. Because I was scared. I'm like, I was yeah. so scared. And you just, just jumped at people, the chance. Yeah, that people were just going to be like... But what are they going to say? I don't know. I don't know. But that's yeah. the thing. It's like, because it's your body and it's a, such a personal thing. True, like, if someone made a comment, I don't know how I would take it. I'm not a very And then person. if you tell people after you've had it done, what are they going to say? Mm. Mm. Like, exactly. <laughs> There's nothing you can do because my body, my choice. Yeah. Yeah. What did you tell work? Um, just that you had it. Well, my boss still doesn't know. So just that you had Shout a surgery. Out to Peter, because this is how it's find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually seeing them, actually. I'm going into the office on Thursday, so I'm sure someone will make a comment at that point. But yeah, only HR knew. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. So did you have to he- tell HR what it was for? Well, I'm... So I literally was like, by the way, this is what I'm getting done. Please don't tell anybody in the office, because... Like, I just don't want it to be a thing. And then she was like, cool, I'm thinking of getting dimples. I was like, all right, cool, we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> I was like, all right, I don't know what that entails, but... Getting dimples? Yeah, apparently you can stitch, like, you get a hole punched in your cheek, and then they stitch the outside to the inside. I don't and understand then it, the obsession. And then it, like, heals, and then you have dimples. I don't understand the obsession. What do dimples though? look like? A dimples are you know the like, little like you... dent in your cheek when people smile. They have sometimes they have little dents. Oh, you've got one. Do I? Yeah, there. Right. Like... People love dimples. Really? Some people are like, obsessed with them. Yeah. Okay. It's a bit strange. Yeah. It's a bit niche. But... So that was my thing. I was like, I'm getting my boobs done, and she was like, Cool. I'm thinking of getting my dimples done. Like, Can you have sex afterwards? Uh, she probably sex. still did. No, <laughs> it's, it's the thing. It's because you literally like. I had the bandages on, and when you have the bandages on, you're still in pain. Yeah. The bandages came off, um, and my partner, honestly, he was there throughout everything before, everything during, everything after. Every appointment, drove me there, made the comments, was asking questions, because he knew that I was just kind of sitting there like... Scared. Jesus. When they took the bandages off, I, I could only see top down, and I was like, oh, they look great. He took photos. I looked like a piece of meat. I looked like I'd just been like thrown around the living room, like yeah. so yeah. much bruising, so much scarring from everything that I literally was like, I do not want to have sex because yeah. I, don't I can't sure. take that. I you have this little compression bra. I'm like I can't take this compression bra off. I already don't feel sexy with it on. But even if I take it off, you're gonna take one look at me and go, like, <laughs> leave me alone. So I think it was probably about. Um, month maybe even six weeks until you have to have, have sex, sex with a t-shirt on so they don't I I did. they don't tell yeah. you you can't have they, they tell you for the first like couple of weeks basically you're right. not allowed any vigorous movement and you're not allowed okay. to put any weight on your shoulders so therefore right. I, I took that as don't go on top don't go in doggy don't like you can lie down but you have to Spooning. stay very still 
That's good. One. Yeah. yeah. Very <laughs> slow missionary. <laughs> do the plank. That sounds like my favourite kind of position. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just lie here, you do the work. Yeah. But even then, that's literally how we did it for ages. And like, I was like, oh my God. And because every movement, especially if he just kind of like changed the tempo, I'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> like, oh no, what's going to happen? at the point of like when you was going for like consultations and things like that and not necessarily with because I know you said you went to a lot of different like places did you ever feel pressured like was it quite salesy or was it like it's definitely like your body your choice or if you're paying I guess yeah Yeah. there is like an element of sales to it right but the people ironically the people that I spoke to that were in like actual hospitals that do more than just breast surgery were the salesy people the most because okay. they're trying to get you in like in my head I thought okay you're just trying to fill beds at this point because you're basically a private hospital and you just you have this person that comes in once a month you need to make, to make it worth their while like you're obviously paying them a wage mm-hmm. or they're trying to make money I don't know and the obviously I went with Harley Medical and she I can't remember her name and I feel really bad for that um she was quite salesy but she'd also had a reduction done by the doctor she was recommending me to as well. Right. So it meant that I could ask her the questions. Yeah. And she was like, oh, if you ever need me, just call me on my, like, call me on my mobile, yeah. give me an email. And so there'll be random questions at like different points of the day. And so they have like sales representatives. It's not like you're yeah. going in and talking straight to the doctor no. right there. And then it's right. like they have a sales representative yeah. for you And to anything they to. can't answer, they're like, oh, we'll just write it down and then we'll send it to the doctor. And then when you go and see them, they'll answer it. And how quick was the process from you going and like getting booked in to actually having the surgery? I fast tracked mine because. So did that cost more money? No, it's okay. just that I put myself on the list that if there were any cancellations, they were to basically call me, because I'd been going on holiday since January, and the time in June, so I had it done on the eighteenth of June. I was away for the bank holiday weekend. So I had to squeeze it, squeeze in some kind of checkup the week before I went away. To, I think it was my MRSA swab. I had to do that. Then I went away, came back, and then that weekend I then had another checkup. And then the weekend after I had it done. And the reason why is because your major swelling lasts for three months. And I'm going away on the 30th of September to Senegal. Mm. And I was like, that would be the perfect time. I'd be able to like get all the swelling out of the way I'd be able to go yeah. to wear the bikinis and all that kind of stuff because any other time than that you're allowed to go on a flight like two weeks afterwards long haul I think it's four or six weeks afterwards in my head I was just like if I can make it past the three months then I'll have an idea of what my boobs look like mm-hmm. when I go on holiday and yeah. that's all I wanted whereas like most other places I think my surgery was originally supposed to be sometime in July, so it, I would have still been swollen by the time I went away. But most other places were like, oh yeah, we can either squeeze you in like next week or next year. Right. And because they couldn't give you a rough cancellation slot, because people obviously cancel all the time, you have no idea. So they were like, well, you just have to check back week after week after week if someone's cancelled this week. Oh... Uh... But there is an option to do like a fast track option if yeah. you really like, want to like really jump like, into it. Something that you were working towards. Like for me, mine was always about the holidays. Like yeah. I just sent her all the days that I was supposed to go away, and she was like, "Let me see what I can do." Yeah. 
And would you, we had this conversation in the podcast like last week or whenever it was, would you sunbathe topless on a beach? With your new boobs? Well, I'm not allowed to at the moment because of the scars. Oh. Right. So I'm not allowed to. But However, in theory. In theory, I would happily sunbathe topless on a beach. It would have to be a girl's holiday because there is no way that my partner would let me sunbathe. Really? Yeah, and obviously, I know people might come for me and be like, you shouldn't let your partner do whatever. No, Bruno said the yeah, same. <laughs> I've had this conversation with him. I like tan boobs. I think they look great. And he's like, no, because people will be looking at your boobs and I'll be looking at your boobs and then we won't get anything done and we'll have to go back to the hotel room. So That's <laughs> kind of true, actually. For the sake actually, of yeah. me getting a tan and not breaking some kind of law on a beach. More hustle than it's worth. Yeah. But like in theory, like, like if in Spain. before, previously, would you have done it with your previous boobs? Or I like, yeah. Yeah. I used to sunbathe in the garden, topless. Yeah. It's very crazy. Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you, G. <laughs> that was a very interesting insight. Thank I feel you. like we learned a lot about Jordan's yeah, boobs. Boobs. <laughs> That's true. Um, thank you for joining us, G. And I may need to borrow you in the future again for another episode. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you guys for listening. Well, Chloe won't see you next week because Chloe is going on holiday Woo! for two weeks. Get me out She's of here. leaving us. Um, we may have a special guest. It may just be me or we may not have one. I'm not sure yet. Nobody's going to be better than me though, let's be real. Yeah, that's true. But we'll always be <laughs> second best. That's when she feels best about myself. <laughs> that's when I feel the best about myself when I'm on this pod. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Guys, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment and subscribe. We also love to hear from you guys, so please send any questions, dilemmas or topics that you'd like to chat to us about to wildandwomanlypod at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at wildandwomanly where you can also check out my Bosley Positive artwork. That's wild with a Y and womanly with an I. Thank you.